Get your pen and paper ready. It's time for another edition of The The Flex. The absolute best fantasy football podcast in existence. I'll say this, not to say that I disagree, but... I disagree. Oh my God. Presented by Broadway Sports. All right. Flexers ready? (laughs) With all that being said... Welcome into the Flex, brought to you by Broadway Sports Media, partner with 440 Sports. Head on over to broadwaysportsmedia.com for all of our great content. Welcome to the only fantasy show in America supported by green screen walls and bad food takes. From no beans and chili to American Smarties are the worst candy to Whataburger blasphemy. Also, I learned this week that we need to clarify American Smarties over whatever the hell, hell they have elsewhere as chocolate Smarties. I didn't even know this was a thing. Yeah, no, that ain't happening. I'm not calling it American Smarties. Apparently, yeah, I'll, I'll call them M&M. Smarties. They'll, they're Smarties or they're trash. They're not going to be called American Smarties because I don't want America associated with it. I don't give a shit about fucking Canada. <laughs> so apparently they're better than M&M's, which uh, we're on a whole different level of bullshit now with all this. I'm sorry. So lot, lots of learning, lots of things going, going in. So with that, on to our shortest and maybe best segment of the night because it's the shortest possibly. And what did we learn? Zach, let's start with you this week. What did you learn? I learned that Corey Davis is a fucking beast. He is a fan. Not only is he a beast on the field, he is top 20 and points per game among wide receivers right now, and he looks pretty much unstoppable. If you cover A.J. Brown, he's going to be open. He's catching everything thrown his way. He's getting touchdowns, and that's what's most important. He is balling. He's finally healthy. I think everybody on here, when we talked about the times we talked about Corey Davis having that breakout year in fantasy football and on the field, and it's happening, and we're seeing it before our eyes, and I learned that this weekend. He's legit starter. He's legit startable. And I don't think he's been technically legit startable at all in his career. Yeah, he already has three touchdowns this year. He only had two all of last season. So you sent me a very intriguing trade today involving Corey Davis. And I, and if it had been a little different, I probably would have jumped at it because it well, you know, there's terrible. something called a counter button. I don't know if anybody else knows how trades work in fantasy football, but there's something called a counter button. If you needed something a little bit better, you press counter and you do it. That's let's talk about this for a second. <laughs> Huge pet peeve of mine are people who just decline trades and don't even want to talk to you about trades or just decline trades and never even reach out or de- or decline trades and say they'll trade with someone else later. They said, well, if you would have done this, you know, I would have traded with you. You fucking counter, counter the trade, counter the trade, Ryan. Yeah, I agree. I have have two things on this. So one, this is a little, a little bit of hypocrisy, Ryan, because you did the same thing to me earlier this year when you sent me a trade. I rejected it, and then you got mad that I didn't counter it. And now you're not countering, Zach? What is that? These are all fair points. And all I can say is that from your phone, there is no counter button on the app. That oh, I that play. has got to be some bullshit. <laughs> okay. Two, two, I knew we were going to come on the show and talk about it, and I was like, well, I'm just going to go ahead and decline it and not leave him into suspense of whether it's uh, I'm accepting or not. And I may look again later. I'm not sure. But just to break it down real quick, you offered me Ronald Jones and Corey Davis for uh, Clyde Edwards-Hilaire and Christian Kirk, which on the surface, fine. But that would leave me with my two starting running backs as Ronald Jones and Leonard Fournette. 
Both start. I can't do it. I can't. I can't do it. Maybe on their own. You have. That's the only running backs you have. Until Chubb gets back. He's getting back next week. You're fine. Anyway, maybe we revisit the old uh, Kareem Hunt trade, Ryan. Maybe after the show we revisit that. But I will say you should absolutely be able to not have to counter IBM Watson trades. You can just (laughs) deny those, and no one should get their feelings hurt because they're all bad. Oh no, yeah, I think they're all fair. I also think that it's like I understand it being a pet peeve of not countering, but there are times where like you get a trade off owner and just like laugh because you're like, I'm not. Sorry, I'm not. Oh, yeah, but was, you at least the... reach out to the person and say, "Are you kidding this? Are you kidding this trade? Dialogue. Are you kidding I'm, this? I did, I did add a message though. Oh, Come did on. you? Let's read it. Just the message live on the show, but whatever. <laughs> no. We can read it. <laughs> or you could respond to the trade. You could counter it. it with an equally awful trade that benefits you. That's what you could do also. See if they, they accept Yo, it. Yo, yeah, want to read his message? Okay. Yeah, it's, I'd love it's to. It's, of course, well-written. <laughs> this is what it says. No, it's not. <laughs> All lowercase, by the way. Just can't with both the TB running backs. <laughs> Okay. Just it makes sense at least. Tampa Bay running backs. Yeah. 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 What's the problem with that? Well, I don't know what else you got. I mean, you counter. That's why you counter. Uh, okay. All right. That's Mr. Fine. Button's gone. I freaking. <laughs> why does my camera look better when my hand is here? I'm just going to have to sit here for the rest of the show. It doesn't. It looks worse. Okay. Whatever. Yeah. Anyway. Well, so. <laughs> Green Law, save us. What did you learn? I learned that the tight end position as a whole is pretty much garbage. Besides Travis Kelsey, he's really the only consistent uh, producer every week. George Kittle, he was, but now he's injured. So it's just Travis Kelsey, and that's it. That's the only guy you can count on to get 10 points or more on a weekly basis. So I'm in favor of what Zach proposed at the beginning of the season. No more tight ends. No more. Get rid of them. Mandatory tight ends are out of here. I like it. All right, JG. I learned that there are no dominant teams in the NFL this year, which I'm like, I can't tell if I'm frozen sometimes because you're good. <laughs> sorry, moving. Uh, sorry. I learned that there are no dominant teams in the NFL this season and the Pittsburgh Steelers are undefeated, but they're not a dominant team. The Kansas City Chiefs are really good, but they're not a dominant team. I really appreciate the effort, Ryan. It helps me. <laughs> No, to keep rolling. I'm, I'm trying to, be, you know, move the pen. Keep for the you. pen. I remember, I like that. Green Law's taking a sip of water. It's all lots of movement on my screen. It's helpful to me. And I think that the teams that we think of as dominant are just really good this year. And like the the Ravens were dominant last year, but they're definitely not dominant this year. I don't even think the Chiefs are a dominant team. You know, like they they beat the Jets pretty handily, but that game was a little bit closer than. We, you know, they didn't cover the spread initially and then coast to victory. They kind of like had to keep scoring at the end to cover the spread in that game. So I just feel like you look at matchups and stuff and know that anything can happen any given week. I'm still in favor of like starting your studs and not getting too cute just for the sake of a matchup because like Carson Wentz scored eight points against the Cowboys because the Eagles are a trash team. I do think while there's no dominant teams, there are complete garbage teams, and the Eagles are one of them, and the Cowboys are also one of them, and the Jaguars are about to be also one of them because of whatever they're about to roll out at quarterback. But anyway, that's what I learned. What I learned was similar to Greenlaw, so I'm actually going to switch it up. I learned that you can't um, 
rely on always that the uh, tight end position is a young quarterback's best friend. So we're going to switch that up and not mention my failures last week in picking tight ends. Uh, but I'm actually going to try to something we just mentioned in Clyde Edwards-Solaire. Based on the situation he's in, for the rest of the season, I'm going to start him as long as I'm on the roster, but it's going to be a, an enigma wrapped in a burrito filled with doubt and hope with the side of wishful thinking because I just don't know what he's going to look like week to week in this offense going forward. And I have to have him because, like we mentioned before, I've got a week or two until Nick Chubb comes back. But even then, I'm probably going to start him over Leonard Fournette most games. So that's what I've learned is that I'm just going to have to live with the results, start him, and be happy. What does that meal taste like, that burrito wrapped in all that with the side of whatever you said? Every bite's different. It's like hot on the outside, cold on the inside. <laughs> like a box of chocolates. Pretty gross. Yeah, it's not great. It's not great at all. So that's what we learned. Like I said, it's our shortest segment of the night. On to our longest segment of the night. I don't ever know if we're going to get through. It's it's just it's this is where all the magic happens. Our sits, starts, tricks and treats last week. We're going to go back to the sits and starts this week. Just to kind of wrap up here. And and, and JJ, you've kind of complained about this a couple of times about how we've never really explained this, uh, uh, why we do this and what we do. And and I don't know if we have or not. I thought we had, but basically just for everyone to understand is we're trying to challenge not only ourselves, but give you something a little deeper. So we're not just trying to go through all the fantasy rosters and say, this quarterback has a bad matchup. So sit him. We're trying to take someone that's a top 12 quarterback and sit one of those guys instead of looking throughout all the landscape of the NFL, because that would be too easy just to go pick the bottom rung every week. We're also looking to the opposite of that, of the bottom, or excuse me, outside of the top 12 for our starts at the quarterback. And of course, for running backs and receivers, it's the top 24 in regards to how that goes, either in the top 24 to sit or outside of the top 24 to start. I think flex goes to the top 60 sit start, and then uh, sleepers just has to be outside of the top 75 to claim. So just to let everyone know, that's why we do this. And so if you're wondering why we're picking and why maybe some of these decisions are tough, because here's the thing, and we go throughout this throughout the day. And if you're the last person to pick, normally you kind of have the short end of the stick. JG, I know you've been there uh, a time or two as well, but that's why we do this because we're trying to provide a little extra level, deeper layer. And, you know, we're taking some chances on some of these, which is why some of them are right. Some of them are wrong. Uh, Zach's doing better than most of us on this. He's having a really good season. He's sitting at, uh, let me scroll down here to the record, at 35 and 23, clearly in first place. I mean, the, the rest of us are fighting it out for second with a two game separating the rest of us. And last week, I, th- I think this week, though, he was two and seven. So brought back down to Bad week. on the season, he's doing very well. I didn't do much better. I went three and four, but that's, that's, I'm either three and four or four and three. There's no in between. I'm, I'm one or the other. And I think that, uh, Graver, you had the best week at five and two. So yeah. congratulations, kudos to you. You still didn't make up really much ground on Zach. I mean, it's better than it was, but still a sizable difference there. Point out that Devin Singletary was RB25, so he missed the RB24. Doesn't count. Given me yeah, nobody cares. Yeah, but yeah, also, I think count. that Zach, I also think Zach got a little hoed with Jamichael Hasty, who gave you 10 points as a sleeper and like just missed the cutoff. Or like, if you get 10 points out of your sleeper, that's a pretty good week. So. Well, I also got hoed on Hawkinson actually getting a bunch of receptions because we base all this off PPR uh, and everything. Right. And Hawkinson didn't even find the end zone, but he got a shit ton of receptions, and that one, that one really screwed me. That was kind of a weird game, too, with Galladay going down in the third and then the, the garbage time. I mean, but it's going to be – we'll see when if Bridgewater getting knocked out with the concussion, that didn't yeah. help. Yeah, let's, let's see if Hawkinson's oh, yeah, mentioned yeah. again this week for anybody. Just 
throwing it out there. We'll see. We'll tease for you. So, but let's start our sits and starts this week. Now that everyone is kind of caught up to speed and I spent some extra time in a segment we didn't need to spend any extra time on, but Justin, go ahead and start us off with a start at quarterback. My start at quarterback is almost purely matchup based going with Ben Roethlisberger of the Steelers against the Dallas Cowboys because the Steelers, Ben Roethlisberger hasn't been like a great fantasy starter for the last couple of weeks. Titans game, he threw a bunch of touchdowns and threw 49 times, but he didn't have a good fantasy week. Only put up like 19 points or so, depending on your scoring. Only put up about 21 points or so against Baltimore last week, again, depending on scoring. But he's got the Cowboys, and you just, I have to imagine that even if they run their short passing game, quick passing, they like don't even take a lot of deep shots, they don't really have to the playmakers that he gets the ball to are going to be able to just get all around the Cowboys secondary, break a bunch of tackles and pick up a bunch of yards after catch and get in the end zone. Most importantly, I don't think the Cowboys defense is like forcing turnovers against big Ben, which has been something that's prevented him from having good fantasy day against the Titans. Three, three interceptions really dropped his fantasy score down. So I think he can crack the top 12 again, which would be the first time he's been up there since like, I think week five or something. Spoiler alert, that's not the only person in the Cowboys-Steelers matchup we have listed. <laughs> More to come from that game, surely. Uh, Greenlaw, while you're on it, give us a sit at quarterback. So my sit is Drew Brees. One, he didn't play that well against them last time uh, they faced in week one. He, the Bucks are the third best team against uh, quarterbacks in terms of uh, fantasy points per game. And there's reports out this week that he's nursing a little bit of a shoulder injury. We already know he can't push the ball down the field. So he's going to be extremely limited in this game. So I would be surprised if he's a, a QB one. Yeah, I had to play him last week and I was not happy about it. Trust me. I think he got me 17 or 18 points and my loss to our CEO. So not a great week for me in our fan to see league, which I know we may or may not have stuff on that later. I can't remember. Well, whatever. We'll get to it. So, uh, unless y'all just want to top me to, to just tell everybody that I'm undefeated. I mean, I don't mind doing that, but it seems like you guys want to talk about more than I do. Yeah. We just didn't <laughs> want to have to bring it. I, that was, it was like purely luck based because right, it's, not, it's, it's definitely skill. Yeah. I mean, here's the thing. You can only play the schedule that you're given and I manage my team appropriately. I've, you know, I've had to put in some people, move some stuff around and I win. I just win. I don't. Fifth I'm not very. I, for, I wasn't very confident going in last week's game, and I'm not very confident going in this week's game because I got some terrible matchups. But somehow this team always prevails. Last in points against. Fifth in points for. Last in points against. Recipe for eight. No, that's all. It takes. Listen, Look, I can't help it that the teams that I face are poorly managed so far. Only fifth I mean, in points for. You could help it by being higher <laughs> on points for, but that's okay. Well, that wouldn't help the other teams hard, be any better. But it would directly. take – And by the way, it's like 30 points difference between the number one and number five. It wasn't that much. Let's be yeah. honest here. Yeah, yeah. but I'm combined with most – You're, you're not even – you're not in the 1,000 club, so you really can't talk. Really, none of you guys Ryan can. Right yeah. I'm yeah. ahead of you in points for, so I can Right, talk. and I am first well, in the league in what's points. What's your record? A well, higher points, matter. more oh, points okay. scored than you. Yeah, more points. Points. I, I didn't oh. know that, that we were giving out bonus points and, and awards. If you guys won, you actually I win mean, the league for look, hey, I'm my, like the I won. I'm winning the electoral college right now. So you guys are just winning the popular vote. You're on Whoa. track for a nice first round playoff exit, and I can't wait. <laughs> yeah, doubt look, it. 
in my league of record, points four does matter because that's an extra bonus towards the pot that you get at the end of the season. So yes, Same I am definitely mine. I definitely think points four is a great barometer of a team success. Playoffs a little different scenario. I just want to try to get in, and I will see you, Mr. Lyons. I will see you in the playoffs. I guarantee. No, I'll for a rematch have a first, of that. I'll have a buy nail biter. Yeah, when I whipped you 190 into <laughs> something. Yeah, that ain't happening again. 190 to 78. I had a, I had a guy, I had two guys go out in the first quarter of that game. That's not happening again. Don't they will you trade for Ronald Jones. Don't trade uh, for Ronald. Jones. Nope, not doing it. So anyway, on to my start at quarterback is Derek Carr. Uh, he's got a. I didn't realize this. Looking at the stats, he's got a touchdown pass in all but the first game this year. So he's he's finding the end zone. I think he's got 40 attempts in four of seven games. So he's putting it up at 71% completion. He's not having a bad season. I didn't realize he was having that good of a season. I, I, I just, it wasn't on my radar. Uh, he also has a matchup against the Chargers who are averaging giving up four, or excuse me, five more points per game than the NFL average. Not to mention they just traded away a stud in coverage. At least we're hoping. And the Chargers also are fresh off a of performance that saw them surrender three fourth quarter touchdowns versus Denver. Hopefully Carr can lock in for a good one this time. There's a lot of a lot of puns in there. It's hard to keep up, but I'll say this: I agree with you. Derek Carr is going to do well. I believe Brian Edwards is coming back into the lineup. It's just it's a juicy matchup for the Las yep. Vegas Raiders, who are a really good team that nobody's talking about mainstream, both right. fantasy and NFL, in my opinion. Yeah, I'm I'm excited for this matchup for him, and hopefully I'll get this right. I've been pretty good in quarterbacks here recently, not so much on any other position. So. I might be on to the quarterback. So, Zach, give us your sit at quarterback. Sit Lamar Jackson's ass on the bench. Please. It's bad. He's not good. I don't know if anybody watched the game. It's awful. He is right now, he's down all across the board, by the way. Zero 300-yard passing game so far. He's got already up to 19 sacks and four interceptions. Last year, he had 23 sacks and six interceptions all of 2019. Basically, everybody's figured out Lamar Jackson at this point. They know you re- he really can't beat you, beat you by his arm. It has to be by the leg, so they're kind of loading up the box and giving him some easy passes that he's still sailing or missing wildly. It's, it's, it was, I've seen it, and I've said it. This Ravens offense is really preventing this defense from being something truly special because they're going to keep him on the field uh, a lot. Now there's no Ronnie Staley. He's injured. And Stanley. they're going up against um, they are going up against uh, the Indianapolis Colts, who are the second best team versus fantasy quarterbacks. They're the fifteenth best team versus fantasy wide receivers, and they're the best team versus tight ends. They don't allow offenses to move very far. Now, granted, that has been against bad offenses. Newsflash. The Ravens are a bad offense. They're not very good. They can run the ball, but I and I think they'll have some success on the ground. But the, the Colts got Darius Leonard back, and he is back in rare form. The Maniac is back. This is a good defensive team that is going to figure out a way to just shut down Lamar Jackson this week. I think that's a good pick. Have you seen the uh, cut-up of Lamar missing Marquise Brown time after time on deep shots it's re- oh, it's yeah. really kind of sad feel bad for marquise brown but also yeah. not because screw the ravens yeah very josh allen-esque yeah it's very. N- it does not look good in baltimore with lamar jackson currently so zach let's stick with you give us your start at running back 
current running back 29 in PPR is Chase Edmonds, and he's averaging 12 points per game. And this week, he's going up against the Dolphins. And he's the guy. He is your every down running back. He's going to be involved all game in all facets of the game. No Kenyon Drake. He is the guy. He allows the, and the Dolphins allow the seventh most fantasy points to fantasy running backs at 21.8 points per game. And he can catch. So PPR, got to roll him out. And here's the thing when they get a lead, guess who's going to be getting some garbage time, handoffs, and yardage? Chase Edmonds. It is, it, it's, it's going to be a slaughter with the Miami Dolphins. It's going to be bad. Arizona's going to whoop that, that ass this week. Here's the thing. The Rams should have absolutely beat the Dolphins last week. But they should There was the thing. There was a thing. The Rams should have beat the Dolphins last week. But I don't have to start over. Keep that in mind. They they will hear me, even if you guys don't. (laughs) But the Rams should have beat the Dolphins last week. And for some reason, because they were running all over them with Daryl Henderson. And then Sean McVay said, you know what? I'm going to stop doing that, and I'm going to start – putting the ball in Jared Goff's hands and trying to throw all over this uh, Dolphins defense. It didn't work out at all, and the Dolphins somehow had scores on special teams and on defense, and they came away with with the big win, right? But I don't think that happens again against Arizona. They're not going to be so beneficial from that faulty game script. And despite the big win against the Rams, the Dolphins stayed number 32 in the NFL in run defense DVOA. So I'm I'm with you, Zach. It's interesting that you cannot score points on offense and still win. It's kind of like Zach's fantasy team. <laughs> Except for uh, Tua did score <laughs> touchdowns, please, sir. Yeah. And his, what, like 30 yards passing? <laughs> yeah, 90, 29, 29 yards passing. <laughs> the only difference is that I'm 8-0 and nobody else here is. <laughs> I have more wins than the Steelers. Do you know how many 8-0 teams don't make it to the, the playoff finals? Zero. They all make it. Oh, Best we'll JG, see. that's his specialty, right? Yep. Yep. Hey, we'll hey, see. Hey, hey. <laughs> so on to my sit at running back, and I'm sitting Todd Gurley this week. And he does have a decent matchup, or excuse me, it's not a uh, great matchup versus Denver, even though Denver did get gashed last week for 188 yards versus the Chargers. So they're coming off a bad one, but I think they're going to right the ship and really focus on stopping the run again and stopping the running back out of the backfield as well and give Kurt Gurley a tough go. Even with that bad matchup last week, for, uh, the um, sorry, the Broncos are still in the top 10 run defense in the league. Uh, Gurley was rather quiet last week versus the Panthers as well. His night was only salvaged by a late touchdown and i just don't know what's gonna happen this week i think it's dangerous but yeah something happened in that game last week versus the panthers where he fell out of favor like right. uh, brian hill was getting a lot and then i'm not even trying to pronounce that one guy's name osmondeus or whatever he was getting <laughs> some stuff and like it's it's kind of crazy I thought he was injured, but then I couldn't really find anything. There was no notes of it, and just it just was a weird game for and him. And then so, he came oh. back in in the mm-hmm. second half and played more and then didn't play as uh, the whole – yeah, You almost wonder if it was related to the week before when he cost him the game against the Lions. And yeah, then he went story. out of bounds at the end of this game. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> last so week. This dude has no idea. Making, he's making mistakes you would hope that a veteran wouldn't make. So it, it's just it's, it's curious to say the least. So, uh, And I'm curious about who Greenlaw's start – at running back, yes. So my start here at running back is David Montgomery. The Titans have given up the eighth most touchdowns, rushing touchdowns to running backs, and the fourth most receiving touchdowns to running backs. 
Montgomery's got five targets, at least five targets in the last five games. Andy's the Bears workhorse back. Giovanni Bernard was an RB1 against the Titans with, you know, crap at offensive line. They're going to try to get the – yeah, crap. They're going to try to get the ball out of Foles' hands to Montgomery, and I think he's going to have some success, even if it's a couple touchdowns and not a whole lot of running yards. Wow. Wow, I think you, I you, think you that's a the, little extreme. This is the, the week Titans the Titans defense? defense has a complete and insane turnaround. Yeah, because and it's David Montgomery. He's just a guy. He's a jack. He is. Uh, I, have you I seen that, that graphic that was put up when he was in college, where he's got like the feet of Saquon Barkley <laughs> and the vision of Le'Veon Bell and the speed of Barry Sanders all combined? I mean, this guy is truly a unicorn running back. So he's got he's got the speed of them now, like all those attributes now. Because Saquon I don't know, you'd have to ask whoever made the, right now. You'd have to ask the ESPN graphic person when he was at Iowa State. <laughs> I wonder if there's a lot of foreshadowing there. But let's <laughs> foreshadow this pick, uh, Greenlaw. Who is your uh, sit at running back? Well, there's no foreshadowing. I'm just going to tell you, right? Because you said Greenlaw, not JG. Oh, sorry, JG. <laughs> I'll take My this bad. one. No problem. Before I give you my full real answer, I want to remind everyone that uh, Christian McCaffrey is coming back this week, so you should probably bench Mike Davis. But he may, he may be okay in the flex, maybe. But I would probably bench Mike <laughs> Davis. So I'm going to go ahead and tell you my actual sit, which is another Dallas Cowboy, or at least somebody in the Steelers-Cowboys game, Zeke Elliott against the Steelers' run defense. Ezekiel Elliott has uh, really been on a downward trend the last few weeks. He hasn't cracked double-digit points in two games, and he's now also dealing with a hamstring injury. He was listed as a limited participant in Wednesday's practice, so we'll have to check that throughout the rest of the week. He'll probably end up playing through it, considering he didn't sit out, but something to just monitor his workload might not be as much as usual for a guy who's usually a workhorse. Tony Pollard looked pretty explosive in the few runs he got last week, so maybe they feel like they can rely on him. Plus, they're going against the Steelers' run defense. Steelers right now are fourth in the fourth, giving up the fourth most. Sorry, giving up the fourth fewest points to opposing running backs. Fourth fewest points opposing running backs, and the fifth fewest yards, rushing yards in the NFL. Just as a defense, we know the Steelers are a great defense, and the Cowboys are a complete mess. So. Zeke. And Cow- Zeke, Cowboys they, are so bad. They're horrible. They tried to make Zeke the focal point there, and he still didn't produce anything. They had him at, at Wildcat quarterback. It was it was like watching, I think Lebowski said, a, what do you say, a whack game, I think. It, it, just, whack. it was terrible. Just you see all these trick plays nonstop. He, was like, he said it was like watching Air Force versus Middle Tennessee State. Uh, <laughs> just unbelievably bad game and the fact that Zeke couldn't produce despite getting all of these chances is sad the Cowboys are very sad try convincing me now the worth of Dak Prescott I'm sorry I mean I know I know that you're going to a backup it's never good for any team but I mean they 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 look like a horrible offense where they look like a top five offense with Dak Prescott it's just I've never seen this kind of drop oh I guess I've seen it before but it's just this kind of drop off has, has to make you wonder Dak Prescott's value at least in that offense for that team specifically i'm still waiting on kellen moore to get the call put his helmet on and go out there and play himself that'd be amazing talking about what cooper rush this week yeah i think it's talking about someone else it doesn't matter (laughs) it doesn't matter so jg i'm gonna get your name right this time why don't you flip this on to our next position wide receiver and give us your start 
Alrighty, I'm looking at the matchups again. And this one I'm looking at, you know, obviously what these guys have done lately. And Brandon Cooks has really started to come alive for this Houston offense ever since Bill O'Brien was canned. If you just look at his targets the last three weeks, 12 targets in week five, nine targets in week six, nine targets in week seven. Against the Packers, he only had seven catches for 60 yards, but that's still a decent day in PPR scoring leagues. And this week, going up against Jacksonville, we know Jacksonville is terrible on all levels of the field. They're still 32nd in the NFL in pass defense DVOA. Brandon Cooks had a huge game against Jacksonville when they played a few weeks back. 12 catches, 160 yards. I don't see any reason why he wouldn't have a good game again. And also, by the way, for all you haters out there, this is a plus Will Fuller week as well. I was really hoping Will Fuller would get traded at the deadline just so, one, he couldn't hurt the Titans again, and two, so that uh, Randall Cobb would have a little bit of fantasy value and I could pick him up. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> no deal. No deal. That was, that was turned down. Green Bay, what are they doing? Do they want to get any receivers in that in that? Offense? They tried. It's just that they didn't have Bill O'Brien on the other end uh, <laughs> with the Texans anymore. Right. Good they also didn't want to trade for a guy whose hamstrings are combusting. <laughs> So speaking of the other end, give us the other end of this sit start and give us a sit at receiver Greenlaw. Oh, it is my turn now. Yes, it is. Um, I, I have Amari Cooper. He's a staple in this section right now. Uh, against the Steelers, it's either Ben DiNucci or Cooper Rush or Zeke Elliott, a quarterback. Uh, the Steelers are going to absolutely destroy the Cowboys. I, JG talked about there's no dominant team, but I would be very surprised if this wasn't a dominant win by the Steelers. So I, I'm out on all Cowboys this week. Can I ask a question? Because mm. it, it's does it matter about the matchup with Cowboys receivers now? Like, if it was the Seahawks, would you be confident to start the Cowboys receivers? Yeah, I probably would. I would start at least one of them. I wouldn't start, like, CeeDee Lamb, I don't think. but I would, Or I wouldn't start Michael Gallup in that situation, but I might start one of the other two right but it's a no-brainer like a lot of other teams versus seattle i mean versus, the other, versus right. seattle, you're looking for the wide receiver three to possibly get them into some some part of your roster and with the cowboys right now it's, it's still a question to me so that's yeah. just that's it the depends point on your make. options if you're going to actually put amari cooper in there or not or Mark cooper's gallup. on my bench michael gallup had like seven catches last week right but um I mean, it depends who the quarterback is. If Andy Dalton's back, maybe, but I got to see who the heck is going to start this week, Cooper Rush or someone else. Like, let's see how that looks. I got to see that before I put anybody. Yeah, it's, it's a it's a big red flag for I the mean, Dallas Cooper offense. Cooper had like a his first target was in like the third quarter or something. I, I was playing against him, and he had zero points until the third quarter, and I still think he only ended up with maybe two and a half or something. Right. Yeah, something like that. Catch. It's bad. So, you know, staying with that theme of that game, though, because like you said, this is going to be – this isn't the last one either. I'm actually going with my starter receiver and Chase, Chase Claypool. It's a tasty matchup versus Dallas. I mean, it's just that team is struggling. The only thing that worries is they did – Pittsburgh jumps out to such a big lead, they quit throwing the ball. But I think that Chase is going to make some splash plays early and make his day early and be able to coast the rest of it. He did get back on track a little bit this season with nine targets last week. So I really got a good feeling for him uh, this week um, versus Dallas. Yeah, if he doesn't feast, I'd be very surprised. Right. Plus, yeah. Dallas, they're, they're reeling so bad right now. They, they even had a bad game versus Philly. I, that Philly game was probably one of the worst games I've oh, ever yeah. watched in my life. And Carson Wentz is trying to hand them the game the entire time. Uh, he had one of the worst performances by a quarterback you've seen. 
Except for the guy on the other side had a worse one. Ben yeah. DiNucci had a worse. But isn't that ba- that's even worse for Carson Wentz that oh, they, sure. that Ben DiNucci yeah. and him are on the same fucking level. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and it was driving me mad because I have Carson Wentz and I lose my fantasy league by ten points because he only got like fourteen points this week just, against yeah, the yeah. Dallas Cowboys. Like how that is inexcusable. That is inexcusable right now with the landscape how it is. I mean, you cannot. You have to expect that a quarterback is going to go against Dallas and have a good game because Dallas is just depleted. They're they're downtrodden. It's a good defense to get your offensive players in and, and take and roll the dice for big boom games across the board. You know who didn't disappoint? Travis Fulgham. He never disappoints. He you start does. Travis Fulgham all the time. No matter who's a quarterback, he's going to produce. Wide receiver one. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so, Zach, give us your sit at receiver. This one hurts a little bit because I've been yep. high on the Carolina I'm Panthers. But Robbie Anderson, wide receiver 21, at sitting at 15.8 points per game. He's had no touchdowns since week one. Not one touchdown. And he's going up against the fifth-best team versus fantasy wide receivers in the Kansas City Chiefs. The Chiefs are allowing – a point zero eight for Brashad Breland, point zero eight fantasy points per route run, and as the lowest by a cornerback in the NFL. On the other side is Charvavius Ward, point two seven fantasy points, and that's that's kind of like a little bit above average. It's not that great, but point two seven points per fantasy or per route run. They rank second in the NFL in passing touchdowns allowed. They are the second best team. They've allowed the second least amount of passing touchdowns. And they have nine interceptions so far, eighth best in the NFL. And Teddy Bridgewater and this crew is going to have a hard time passing the ball. Now, there's going to be a lot of opportunity. So this is a little bit of an onion hanger, a little bit of a risk. But I really think that Robbie Anderson is going to have a hard time, no matter which side of the field they're on, because they play a lot of zone coverage and they leave – both uh, Ward and um, Breland on those sides of the fields to, you know, and just just roll. I couldn't find anything about this because I was looking for for a pick that may or may not be coming in for me later. But what's Teddy, Teddy Bridgewater's status? He's healthy right now. I think he's going to play. So I, I know with those kinds of injuries, you just you just don't know going yeah so, i mean i just i just hadn't i that's maybe that's why i couldn't find anything because he's back and everything's good he may be a little gun shy you never know who knows all right so flip us on over to tight end and give us your start at tight end zach rob gronkowski the gronk he is going up against new orleans saints who have allowed at least one touchdown to tight ends in five of their seven games and rob has a touchdown in each of his last three games and they're the, he's going up against the fourth most consistent team to give up fantasy points to tight ends, and they're giving up the fourth most points to tight ends with 11 points per game to tight ends. It's an easy one. Roll them out there. They're, the Saints are going to have a, a hard time covering everybody, but they're super susceptible up the middle to tight ends, and it is going to be a Gronk day. Roll them out there. Gronkinator. Rogenator. All right, I like it. So my my sit at tight end, and I I don't love this one because he doesn't have a bad matchup, but TJ Hawkinson. And the reason I'm sitting him is because of who is going to be a quarterback. I know what the chart says. It could it wouldn't load for me. Anyway, so TJ Hawkinson, it, it, with the news this week that Stafford is out 
on the COVID list. I don't know what this offense is going to look like under Chase Daniel. And I get it. He had probably one of his better games of the season last week once Galladay went out. He, I think he had his most targets, his most catches. So it was a good day for Hawkinson. So why am I sitting? Well, now you have the, the Vikings have a week to prepare for Hawkinson as a primary target for Chase Daniel to take that away and to force him to try to make plays on the outside. So just as the coaching it, it, coach in me thinks that the Vikings are going to do what they can, and the Vikings don't have bad linebackers, right? And I think that they're going to do what they can in coverage anyway, and the safeties aren't bad either. So I don't. I think they're going to try to take away Hawkinson and force the play out, force Chase Daniels to make the, the deeper shots and not give up anything easy. And that's why I'm, I'm rolling the dice a little bit here, even though it's a not a bad matchup on the year for tight ends versus this defense. I just It's one of those who is throwing him the ball is why I'm sitting him. If Chase Daniel plays, he's terrible, and he's someone that you would want to sit all of your Lions receivers if he's playing. Oh, plus, Hawkinson is dealing with a bit of a toe injury, so he, he's not – I don't think he's questionable, but he's been limited in practice. So that's, that's just a bad combination of a nagging injury to your foot to a skill position player and a quarterback change to someone with such a drastic ch- drop-off in talent. So it's just I'm, I don't like it. The matchup is good, but I'm staying away from this from this week. However, if Matt Stafford plays, that means he will have defeated COVID, which means he can defeat anything this week. So if he's playing, start all of your Lions receivers, maybe even Kenny Galladay, maybe Matt Stafford will heal him too. Well, I believe he's (laughs) high contact. And I think if you're high contact, you have to sit out five days. So where does that put him with the announcement today? That puts him potentially being able to return for Sunday's game in the same spot as the Bears linemen. From yesterday gotcha so yeah like i said I'm, I'm just going with it right now assuming that chase daniel is going to start we'll see what happens if i'm wrong i'm wrong it's not the first time it will be the last time this season for me so moving on Greenlaw, give us your start at tight end my start is hayden hurst the broncos are the 23rd ranked team against tight ends in, in terms of points per game and hurst has been really consistent the last three weeks he's had over 10 points in each game, and he only has one touchdown in that span. So there's not a lot of room for regression there. If anything, there's a, there's room for aggression. So Ooh, this yeah. is a this is a guy you want to plug into your lineup, and he's been one of the only consistent fantasy tight ends this year. And we talked about him in the preseason. He didn't start off great, but now he's clearly a part of that offense that you want a part of. Yes, uh, we talked about it last week. I had him as my tight end start, and – with just like five catches or 50 yards or some pedestrian-ass day, he was tight end 10. That's what it takes to be tight end 10 in this year's tight end field of shit. So, And I'd be <laughs> elated with 10 points from my tight end instead of, you know, two points two. or three points. Yeah. It's yep. such a crapshoot sometimes, man, outside of like Travis Kelsey. I just, it's, it's. Yeah, I have John New, and ever since Zach predicted that he would be tight end one, he has sucked and he is, just burning a hole on my roster. So I'd like you to take it back so he can become good again. I, I can't because I was going to actually put him in my sleepers because he's going to have a <laughs> hell of a good week this week. Oh, here's hoping because I've got, I'm relying on him in two leagues. So uh, let's stick with it though. Uh, give us a sit JG at tight end. This ties into what Zach said already about Lamar Jackson. Zach threw this stat out there in his spiel that the Ravens are um, sorry, that the Colts are first against tight ends when it comes to fantasy points. So if it comes to reason, stands to reason, if Lamar Jackson is going to be shut down, his number one target, Mark Andrews, probably won't have a great day either. He's been pretty inconsistent this season, pretty matchup-based. If you look at, like, 
bad teams that allow points to tight ends. Mark Andrews has killed it again in those games with multiple two touchdown games. But when it comes to good matchups, he has been a dud. And I think this is one of those when it comes to matchups against good teams. I mean, I, think I this like this so much. I was mad when I saw the picks and you'd already taken him. I was, I was livid with myself for not getting in here earlier and picking him. It's a great pick. I, I really like it, which means it's well, going to suck. And- thanks for jinxing it. <laughs> <laughs> You're 100%. He was so mad he put someone that was ineligible to be put on the sheet. Hey, but did I talk about him? <laughs> but did I talk about him? No. You did a great job pivoting. I'm glad I told hey. you before the show that you couldn't use him. <laughs> Thank you. That's all. all right, so, J.J., let's stick with you. Give us a start at defense. All right, I'm going out on a little bit of a limb here with the Seattle Seahawks against the Buffalo Bills because just based on like looking at matchup rankings, like the Bills have not been a great fantasy defense matchup this season. But the Seahawks are going to get in uh, Carlos Dunlap this week, hopefully, and Jamal Adams might be returning from his injury this week. The Bills have struggled on offense of recent weeks. Josh Allen has not been the same player he was the first month of the season. And I know Seattle's defense has been really bad and allowed a lot of yards, and there's a chance this could completely backfire on me. But if you look at the options for defenses that are ranked outside the top 12 currently, it is slim pickings. I was thinking about the Texans against the Jaguars, but really worried about that run defense against James Robinson. I was thinking about going with the Titans against the Bears because the Bears' offense is so bad. But have you seen the Titans play football? Yeah, I'm starting the Titans, though, in a couple of my fantasy leagues because, I, because like Zach said earlier, I think – or someone said earlier, it might have been Zach, JG, that I think this is going to be a rebound week for this defense, and they're going to they're going to go after that Bears defense. I think that Clowney's going to have 17 sacks in one game. 17 just, sacks this week. Wow. Are you going to put that be, in stone? I think that might be a right – no, hell no, I'm not putting that in stone. I'm being sarcastic uh, as hell. But I do think – frustrated this defense can't get sacks against the, the – banged up and, and pieced together offensive line that was the Bengals, and now they have the same opportunity, I'm ranting a little bit, against the Bears, and I'm, I'm very unhelpful there, too, but it's just, I, I, I got no, to but law of Joe average. Burrow is very mobile. He can get out of sack. Sure, Nick sure. Foles is a statue. There's a huge difference I gotta there. I got to see it happen. Justin style quarterbacks. I, I, gotta I see honestly it think that the matchup is better. I know those guys on the offensive line were a bunch of backups, but some of them have shown some promise. I mean, this is sounds like bullshit, and the Titans did get a lot of pressure, but the Bears backups are like legitimately trash. Like honestly, some of the worst backups in the league. And I really think this is the week the Titans defense sits in that room, looks at each other and goes, This thing we've been trying ain't fucking working. We gotta do something different. And just by doing something different is gonna take the other team by surprise enough for one week to make it look like the defense is good again, especially against this opponent. Maybe it'll be a wake up call. We're not sure. So. But I'm still sticking with Seattle because I'm just not picking Titans anymore. Fuck I like the pick. I'm pro anti Josh Allen picks on <laughs> yeah, this show. Yeah, hundred yeah. percent. I got, he made me look smart last week. I'm, I'm all for some <laughs> Josh Allen slander, so that's fine with me. Greenlaw, who is your sit on defense? So my sit is the Chicago Bears defense. The Titans are against opposing defenses. Opposing defenses have the second worst fantasy point total when facing the Titans offense which is amazing. The, the Packers are first, Titans are second in that category. I think that the Titans are going to be able to move the ball on them. The, the Titans are a great red zone offense. I know the Bears are, I think, the best red zone defense in the NFL. I think the Titans are able to exploit it. I think they're going to be able to use some matchups. Maybe Rokon Smith might be able to handle Johnu a little bit. I, I don't, I'm not sure. They have 
really good inside linebackers. But I think on the outside, you're going to see more Corey Davis. You're going to see more A.J. Brown. I think you're going to get a lot of Derrick Henry, too, especially with how well he ran this past week. So I, I expect a rebound game for the Titans offense, even though they weren't terrible, I guess, against the Bengals. And I expect the Bears to not be a top 12 defense this week. Here's hoping. Facts. So another bit of a switch from the sheet here is I'm actually going to be starting the Green Bay Packers defense this week. And the reason is, is because San Francisco has been hit not only with the injury bug, you see the complaining on the social media about how the Titans got a, a, a pampered shake from the NFL and how they were given weeks of vacation time to prepare for the next game. And that the NFL should definitely move this to take care of the San Francisco 49er baby fans and make sure that they have a decent enough chance for the matchup. It's not going to happen. So they're still going to have to play and it's a bad matchup for them. Anyway, I think Green Bay is just going to run all over them on offense, which is going to set up some desperation things. This is a banged-up San Francisco before the COVID news. Ayuk's out. Left tackle Williams is out. Debo Samuel's out. There's just it's, – it's depleted for the San Francisco offense, and I think Green Bay is going to have a good day on defense. Yeah, it's kind of a layup, I mean, but you got to sure, look yourself in the mirror. You know. I'm in last place. I'll take it. I couldn't pick Washington or New York because they're tied for 11th or whatever bullshit. Anyway. Right, and we do outside the top 12, so 11th doesn't count. Yeah, I know, but (laughs) it's it's, when you count the amount of teams that are tied, whatever. I'm not getting into the semantics of all this crap. So we're going to move on. Uh, Zach, give us your defense. Sit the Miami Dolphins. They are defensive special teams number four with nine points per game. And I think that a lot of it's going to be a little bit inflated from that last game, but that's where they currently sit right now. But I've been enjoying some success picking these Miami uh, players, you know, correctly. So I'm feeling really good about this because they face the Cardinals. And like I alluded to earlier, the Cardinals are going to snatch the soul away from Tua and destroy them. And this te- this Miami team is going to be on the field a lot because Tua's not going to be able to get off or stay on the field to get scoring done. And right now, they keep the Arizona Cardinals keeps opposing defenses at 2.4 points per game. That's fifth best in the league. They're they're a top 5 offense for when they play these uh Locale defenses, and this is a this is a really bad defense, and I just you know it's Arizona all day long, huge margin of victory. Wow, I like it. All right, so moving on <laughs> to our flex position, Zach, stay with you. Who is your start in the flex? Well, Matt Stafford getting COVID may skew this a little bit, but DeAndre Swift is what I'm going with, and while. He, right now, he's flex 65, but running back 27. And he's averaging 12.7 points per game. And we saw what the Vikings let a below-average, mediocre running back in Jamal Williams do to them last week. He got over 102 yards on the ground. And really, Green Bay – or, sorry, really, Minnesota is actually pretty good. They're, they're about 15th best against uh, running backs. But – Here's what I'm going to say. DeAndre Swift is already 62% snap count last week. It was his highest snap count of the week. He's going to be more snap counts. He can catch the ball. It's going to be awesome. I'm feeling it. DeAndre Swift in the flex. Doesn't matter who the quarterback is. Actually, maybe better that's Chase Daniels because then he'll get a lot of dump-off passes. 
Yeah, that may be your only savior, and I, I don't hate it because as long as he, he dumps down to uh, Swift and not Hawkinson, I'm all for it. So we'll see what happens there. And I want everyone to rewind to the show two hours or however long ago it was when Zach didn't really like his receiver pick in Anderson. And same thing here. I'm picking I'm, – I'm being a little more risky because he's got more opportunity to be in the top 60, and I'm going with DJ Moore because here's the thing. In last week's game, he had 0.0 points until three minutes left to go in the game he got all of his points on that last drive and he still didn't have a great game after that so he's not doing really well right now he's coming off of a bad matchup going into this it's coming out this down week versus atlanta and like i said it's a tougher matchup versus the chiefs everything all the stats that zach just gave i don't love the carolina receivers if robbie anderson hadn't been picked i might have picked him for this spot at this point in time so i might have had to flip a coin this the only thing that worries me is potential garbage time or having to try to keep up with the Chiefs. But the Chiefs are playing great on defense right now. The stats that Zach gave are amazing. There, I, I had them. I, we had different stat things are going up because I am the fourth against uh, opposing receivers as far as limiting points. So either way, fourth, fifth, pretty dang good. So I don't like the Carolina receivers in this matchup. So he could be Anderson, the receiver spot. Does a sit in the flex? Cool stuff there. He more would be better, but I just don't think they're going to have a good day. Do what? All right. No problem. No, all good. <laughs> Minor he must glitch. have froze on his end. Minor glitch. No problem. No problem. All, all right. Big. So, internet. if there's no Running problem, Running on no kale and compost over there. Can't even get real fucking internet in California <laughs> where Silicon Valley's at. Like, what the fuck? Silicon Valley is as far from me here as it is for you to drive to like florida well you know what the thing is i don't have to drive to florida to get good internet because i have gig internet here we 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 live in the 21st century in nashville wow some of us do (laughs) (laughs) so greenlock give us your start in the flex uh he's a stealer and he's facing the cowboys so i'm going deontay (laughs) johnson i i think there's plenty of opportunity here so you can start all of your Steelers, sit all your Cowboys. Eric Ebron's a good one too to to start up. I don't want to like shit all over your pick here or anything. I just want to point out you're doing a fine job taking advantage of a gap in the market here because Deontay Johnson got hurt in a couple of games. He had to leave early, so his points per game is super low. So you're able to like play. Yeah, work smarter, not rules. harder. Yeah. Them's hey. rules. It's a good play. The rules that he fought for, by the way. It's a good play. Yeah, the rules that JG fought for. I have yeah. not cared about these rules. I'm going this with the This is flow. the best way to do it it's by far. Whatever it's it is. Fine. We, we should know better. You figure some people like the host of this show would figure out the points thing. <laughs> it's, it's just a very backhanded compliment. He's like, it's a good pick. It's a good pick. But right. let me get in my dig. Okay, PK. Let me just remind everyone why he's an eligible player for a flex spot. How about that? Yeah. Yeah, okay. Mr. I had Kenyon Drake against the Jets and my sleeper. I had Joe Mixon as my sleeper. And they both worked yeah. out. That's why I said it was a good pick. So this, yeah. this title of this episode has to be Steeler-related. Play your Steelers or something. It's still Magnolia's Steal or something. the election. <laughs> still Magnolia's. That's good. With an E, with two E's. Steeler, Steeler Magnolia's. Anyway, so, JG, uh, give us your sit in the flex. My sit in the flex is Rojo, Ronald Jones of the Tampa Bay Buccaneers, who fumbled last week and potentially fumbled away his job. We know it works. He fumbled with Tom Brady. It's hard to come back from that. 
Leonard Fournette, they like Leonard Fournette. They said he was just the nickel down back or whatever, but it looked like he was out there in a lot more than just the nickel down situations last week. And this is a tough matchup with the Saints defense being third best against running backs, fantasy points per game this year. I'm sitting Ronald Jones in the flex this week until he explodes for another 100-yard game so that I can buy back in so that I can start him only for him to disappoint me yet again. It's a good pick, but it, you know, it was inflated by those couple hundred yard yeah. games and then he's re- he stole the hat and now he's out of the picture. So I don't even what know. What you're saying is I shouldn't respond eligible. to trade offers involving Ronald Jones. I would not I feel but like that's, this is border, like bordering on collusion, collusion. And I think we need to stop this. <laughs> I would say point. thank you for the compliment of telling me it was a good pick, Green. You're welcome. You're very welcome. Oh, feel the love of the show. All right, JJ, sticking with you, let's go with your sleeper of the week. This sleepy boy is none other than Jarek McKinnon, who I'm (laughs) playing in this spot because the Niners just don't have anyone else to throw the ball to, really. And I think that Jarek McKinnon's background is a receiver in college, I think. Is that true? Maybe. And as a fact that he's just a good receiving back in general and his skill set is running routes and catching passes. I think the Niners will have to get creative here and use the ball, and he could see a lot of touches in the short area game, just catching little passes out of the backfield and out of the slot and stuff. I wouldn't play him. I'm I wouldn't not playing play one either. damn 49ers. <laughs> I wouldn't play him either. I wanted to pick Marvin Jones Ross and then the Matthew Welly. Stafford news. I mean, came listen, out. Mike in our league of record picked up Richie James. That's how desperate he is just for a warm <laughs> body, I guess. Richie James also injured right now, working through something. Is he really? <laughs> of course, because he's plays for San Francisco. Yeah. Oh my God! Yeah, it's just a, a, it's a black great guy. week for the 49ers to cut Dante Pettis. You know they yeah. didn't need that receiver depth at all. <laughs> How bad has he had to have been to be cut <laughs> under all of this? I just, ugh, it's, it's it's I hate that because I actually liked him coming out of college as, as a prospect too. So that hurts my heart a little bit. Somebody, Brad, um, what's his name? Brad, the big receivers guy, had him as his number Wells. one. Wells. Wells? Yeah, Brad Wells. Maybe that's right. The guy who was with Draft Network and then he or, was. No, no, Brad Kelly. Brad Kelly. Is that it? Brad Kelly, Brad Kelly. had yeah, yeah, Dante Brad Pettis Kelly. as his wide receiver one coming out of the draft there. Mm-hmm. Never forget that. He always has I, some I weird. number one, but I thought he was a solid receiver there. option coming out. So it does hurt a little bit because he. He did have some intangibles that you like out of a receiver. So, oh, well, it's time's over in San Francisco, at least for now. Uh, Greenlaw, who is your sleeper of the week? And you're going to hurt Zach's heart a little bit here. Yeah, my my start here is Damian Harris. He's playing the Jets, so you know the drill. You start your running backs against the Jets. Short and sweet. That's how that is fantastic be. analysis and, and, and just perfect on. All right, so my sleeper this week is Mike Williams. And side note, fade Curtis Samuel just because McCafferty's coming back and, and – who knows what that's going to look like. He had a good, good couple of games. So I'm, I'm fading Curtis Samuel just as a side note, much like JG had his side note about Mac Davis earlier. Mike Williams, though, is coming off the best week uh, of the season. Maybe not the best total uh, points-wise. I think he had a 21-point game some points, so a 20-point game this time in PPR leagues. But overall, just catches and yards and everything, it's, it's a really solid week for him, probably the best average-wise. He's also forming a, a pretty good relationship there with Justin Herbert. And I really like what's going on out there, what's cooking with the big-arm quarterback and the big 
big body receiver. And as our CEO for Broadway Sports likes to say, you always draft those Clemson receivers. Mike Williams might be turning the corner finally and showing his potential when he's got a quarterback who can just throw it up to it. I like what's kick, cooking out there. I love the chemistry that's going on with these boys. Uh, it seems like maybe they did something this season to really spark. This the Gator production. boys. They went, they went down to St. Augustine. They went down to the Gator farm and, you know, they just had a good old time, him and uh, Mike Williams and Justin Herbert. Yep. So, and you know, that connection is special because Mike Williams did it this past week with Keenan Allen playing. It wasn't where Keenan Allen was out like he did right. last time. So, you know, this is a legit Gator Boys connection. Yep. Yep. I like it's it. A Gator Boys game. Look for a big game versus the Raiders for Mike Williams. And also, just a side note, I did think about Antonio Brown here as well just because I think that you've got to take your shots with Antonio Brown while you have them because even though he might play this week, he may not play the week after it. He may be – who knows what happens to him. Maybe suspended again. It's it's a, it's a just a roller coaster of a career to end up for Antonio Brown. But he is talented, and Tom Brady wants him for that offense, so he's going to force the ball to him is my feeling. So, if he's in there. so But Mike Williams is my sleeper this week. Moving on. From the Gator Boys, Zach, who's your sleeper? Well, he didn't make the trip, but Justin Jackson of the Los Angeles Chargers, he's almost like a like an honorary Gators boy. He couldn't make it down because he's got COVID. He had COVID stuff to worry about. Didn't want to make go down there where the you know it's lawless in Florida. They weren't wearing masks and stuff. But Justin Jackson is averaging eleven point three points per game, and the Raiders are giving up. 23 points per game to running backs. That's the fifth most to running backs. And it's going to probably be a close game, so he's going to be heavily involved. And he has won the snap count battle versus Joshua Kelly. Joshua Kelly somehow has become persona non grata in the doghouse with this Los Angeles Chargers offense. And the Raiders are giving up a league-worst 12 touchdowns on the ground. So this is totally a Justin Jackson game. I wanted to also consider Justin Jackson, and then I looked at the sheet, and I was like, Zach's got it covered. We'll, we'll be good. Yeah. So, Something like, that everybody should be aware of. Alan yeah, Lazard is, is flying with the team to San Francisco this week. That means that he is being very close to coming back. So if he's on your waivers, you should go pick him up. And if you're in the fan, ESPN Fantasy League, I picked him up during the show. Seems if like you're in our sleeper league, I already had them. Browsers oh. dropped to me. I, I love the idea that Florida is this lawless place, though, with all these geriatrics yeah. running around with, with no laws to hold them down. I think look, that's at any, look at any news cycle ever about man feeds gator then wonders why his arm was bitten off. I mean, just it's, it's just look like at, an awful area. Uh, look at <laughs> just Google uh, Florida Justin. Man. Look at Florida. Justin. His arm's gotten eaten it's by gone. a pumpkin. <laughs> Thoughts and prayers there, Justin. Thoughts and prayers for your arm. Thank so, you. I appreciate in it. Closing, that's going to do it for us tonight. So remember to be sure and check out all the other podcast articles that Broadway Sports has to offer at broadwaysportsmedia.com. Partner with 440 Sports. Be sure to make sure that you're also switching over to that Broadway account, the Heimerdinger Foundation account as well, and take advantage there. Also catch Zach and JG at 1030 a.m. Central on Fantasy Overtime for all your last-minute fantasy advice Don't and gambling advice and gambling advice it's a great show i tune in every week except for this last weekend because i was setting up a bounce house and cakes and, and, and parties and kegs kegs and at a bounce house that seems very dangerous it's, or it could be sounds fun. like a very florida thing to do yes yeah. <laughs> in, in adult fantasy. bounce house party <laughs> 
So make sure to log on and catch the Fantasy Overtime. Follow Broadway Sports on, tw- on Twitter at BroadwayTM and the show at Flex on Broadway. You see all of our handles there. I'm not going to go through all of them. Hopefully they're in the right spot this week because they weren't one week. So hopefully they're all there. <laughs> also be sure to check out our other social media, Facebook and Instagram. Remember to subscribe and rate five stars. Until next time, see you, Flexers. We out. Right. Whataburger takes your trash, Zach. Uh, I'm. I just want you to know that it looks like Whataburger is actually trash. So any take is going to be <laughs> trash about Whataburger. Boom. <laughs> A Broadway sports media production. <laughs>